Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Guys, the podcast now uses something called Anchor.fm. It's a podcast hosting platform. It's free, homie. And let me tell you something. I'm a big advocate of creative expression. Something I'm even more an advocate of is connecting with an audience. And that's why I love podcasts. So it's a no-brainer for me to tell you to use Anchor.fm if you want to start a podcast. Also, consider me a resource. Of course I will help you. Just ask. Anchor.fm has an ad platform, distributes pods everywhere. It's everything you need. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode seven of Am I the Asshole? Yes, welcome. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Couple of announcements before we get to the meat, as we love to do. My dad came at me recently and said, you're cussing too much, Danny. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld said, if you say the F word once, it's really funny and powerful, but sure. it loses meaning every time you say it. So, Which means in like three more episodes, the word asshole will have absolutely zero power. We're going <laughs> to ruin it for everybody. We're going to have no words for people who are being monsters. You're going to be like, hey, man, you're really being an asshole. They're going to be like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> anyway, I'm taking your baby. Guys, we love feedback in general. This is a reminder to tell us things like that. You don't have to be my dad to be like, hey, maybe you don't do that. The community is like my favorite part. I love it. I love interacting with you guys. Um, and also, if you submitted anything at any time and didn't get the response that you wanted or we didn't get to you, just say something. I am a dumb human being and I make mistakes. So let us know. Yeah, and also you you curse way too much. Flip off, you truck face snitch. Wow. <laughs> Final thing, this may be the most important one. I offended a listener recently, and they reached out about it to me kind of timidly. I think they thought I was going to be like, we have a show about assholes, so I could never be an asshole. No, not at all. If you're offended by anything, if you want to even talk, I don't know if we trigger you or whatever, like I will gladly call you if that's what you want, and we will talk about it. Now, will I then ask, hey, can we use that situation as an am I the asshole? for the pod because so wait what was the drama i can't tell you tony back off <laughs> oh it's just so juicy i wish i could know calm it down b-day boy yes it was just anthony's birthday and how old did you turn old enough to party baby boy guys we ate some bougie food <laughs> and i gotta say after buying this dude one of the nicest meals you've ever had is that fair to That's say definitely fair it was a tasting menu he writes on twitter this freaking criminal here <laughs> quote my favorite part might have been when the chef asked how many instagram followers i have and i told him and he and his staff lit up and were blown away he tweeted that <laughs> Well, to be fair to me, food is great, but like feeding my ego, that's literally the best 
But all jokes aside, it was all amazing. Thank you so much. You're welcome, but you are the a-hole. Let's get this party started. We're doing three situations today. For the episode title here, the titular AITA, Would I Be the Asshole If I Canceled My Nephew's College Fund Over His Rudeness, things got extremely serious. So we're tacking that on the end of the episode because, like, it gets so serious. We didn't really want to be, oh, you know, serious thing. Also, oh, fort thing. You know, we wanted to, like, separate it out. Yeah, it's heavy and it's a lot and we tried our best, so we did push that to the end. And you can listen to that at... 2939. Second up is AITA for canceling my wedding because my fiance almost got my dog killed by you, my dog is God Zero. But first, am I the asshole for throwing away my boyfriend's potentially illegal yogurt collection by you slash duck fairy? I'm a 29 year old female. My boyfriend is a 30 year old male. We've been living together for two years in a little studio in a very expensive big US city also known as every city now. They're all too expensive. (laughs) My boyfriend grew up rurally with lots of space. He collected action figures and video games and all the normal kid stuff when he was young. But as he grew older, he became interested in more unusual things. As a teen, he had eight guinea pigs of different types from different breeders. Since Tide Pods were released seven years ago, he saved one of every kind of Tide Pod. He's got a big box of international variety of electric insulators, those little ceramic hats, and the power lines that wrap around on power poles. He's not a hoarder. He's usually neat, just used to having lots of space for his bizarro collections. At his parents' ranch, he has two big rooms full of containers of weird and impressive things. He recently became interested in yogurt, though. He's always hated dairy products until about a year ago. He just started drinking milk and sharing ice cream with me, but he's found a love for yogurt, so now he collects them. The problem is that they're perishable. Our little 550-square-foot studio contained about 2,100 cups of yogurt! Wow. <laughs> he filled our fridge, bought a second fridge, and then another tiny bedside fridge. He said he didn't want to walk to the fridge at night, but it was obviously a ruse to get more yogurt space. All are filled with his yogurts, and if you keep them for long, they smell bad. Sometimes the packaging breaks. So our apartment was smelling like rotten milk for the last two weeks, and my boyfriend's attitude was, oh, it's fine, and just deal with it for a little longer. Until I pulled the plug and threw it all out this morning. I was looking at my groceries, which I had to put beside the fridge because there was no space, and everything smelled like death. And then I kind of snapped and threw it all away. My boyfriend is understandably upset. We've been arguing about whether I crossed a line by throwing away his stuff. And he's especially upset because he had rare yogurts that were hard to find. He had some Cuban and Iranian yogi that you can't get in the U.S. But I know that we have trade sanctions against Iran and Cuba, so I don't know if it was even legal for him to have them. I asked where he got his Iranian yogi, but he kept insisting, quote, the Iranian yogurt is not the issue here. And that the real (laughs) issue was me throwing out his precious yogurts without his permission. Mission. Am I the a hole? <laughs> Um, first of all, I think she's incredibly empathetic. You know what I mean? She says he's understandably upset. And like she mentioned also, he has a history of collecting weird things like Tide Pods, electric insulators, etc. Right. I mean, you got to give her props. This girl is pretty flexible. Most people would see a Tide Pod collection and think, what are you, a kleptomaniac who lives near a laundromat? <laughs> what is going on? Little ceramic hats that power lines wrap around on power poles. That's just a lot of words for trash. What is she talking about? Clearly, this girl was extremely Extremely chill. Extremely. 
She only really said something seemingly mm-hmm. when this was really interfering with her daily life. The smells, not enough room for groceries. Exactly. Matt commented, couldn't you fight about it before removing it? Which I think is a fair point. But when she tried to bring it up, he just tried to play it off. Right. He just said, oh, it's fine. Deal with it later. Babe, it's fine. It smells like that dank Iranian yogi. Like it's dairy. It's nasty. This girl is so reasonable. Absolutely. It's, <laughs> it's really hard to say anything bad about her. I mean, you could argue that like she could have spent more time time working on the conflict aspect of this she could have sat him down and said like had a yogurt intervention and the fact that they live in a studio apartment and he expects to have three refrigerators is truly ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) most of the apartment is now fridges exactly the couch is now a fridge she doesn't even mention like the good news is i gotta eat whatever yogurt i wanted like he's pretty much just hoarding yogurt maybe she could have thrown away the legal yogurts and kept the illegals i guess that's the only that's the only thing i'm willing to bend on you say keep the illegal yogurt now you're black market yogi in your mini fridge hey but if you get rid of the other two fridge and it's like hey you got your little illegal section he maybe gets his rocks off on he's like this is illegal she did go all in like couldn't she have just saved the mini fridge of yogurts like can't she bend a little bit that's a fair compromise a mini fridge in the bedroom like it's still weird and like i doubt the yogurt would smell bad through the fridge if it's fresh apparently it did because it was all in fridges and yet the smell still punctured it it's just such a weird kind of collection i mean Even hoarders tend to stick to, like, things that are not perishable. Yeah, like, they might have seven end tables and eight coffee tables, but, like, zero yogurts. Right. I feel like a hoarder would walk into this apartment and be like, this place smells like shit and this is unacceptable. If space wasn't an issue, is it still objectively a weird enough thing where she should be worried about it and throw it away? Let's say this is all in their garage and, you know, it's only when she goes out to the car that she's got to smell the yogi. I don't know, because, like, I think she says he's not a hoarder, but the nature of these goods don't fit, like, standard collection types to me. Exactly. And eight guinea pigs, like, that's bordering on cat lady level of pets. Like, I mean, I don't know how guinea pigs work. I actually know that I'm pretty sure guinea pigs, they are social, so you need to have at least two. But I don't think it follows, like, therefore, having eight means you're the best pet owner. Guinea pig party. It's (laughs) guinea pig ranch or bust. You need at least seven. Like, I think space is a factor. Space is something you have to negotiate if you live in a major city. I mean, he was really being very unempathetic about the problem. Yeah, he's like, let's just deal with it later. Like, he seemed very dismissive about it. Exactly. And so he was kind of pushing it off, which pushed her into a place of, like, this reached a point of unlivable. She can't even put her groceries in the fridge. Of course she's going to snap and throw it all away. Regarding, like, dropping all the yogurts and not even having a few, it was kind of like, this is going to kill the yogurt addiction. And in that sense, it was a successful move. He's monopolizing all the space. He's literally buying bonus fridges to hide in their bedroom to to keep his yogurt. It was inconsiderate. Very inconsiderate. Absolutely. And also, like, it's yogurt. Like, it's not even fun. Like, get an ice cream collection, bro. I say she should have gotten rid of all the yogurt and just been like, honey, I got a 50-gallon drum of Froyo from 16 Handles. Yeah, I mean, I personally only eat gelato, but I mean, to each their own. Oh, boy. Hashtag food blogger. Kill me. (laughs) Not the asshole. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
AITA for canceling my wedding because my fiance almost got my dog killed. I'm a 28-year-old male and my fiance is a 27-year-old female. We've been together for four years, engaged for six months. I also have a seven-year-old lab mix who's the greatest dog in existence. On Saturday, fiance had a bachelorette party at home. I stayed with my parents, but I left the dog with her because she likes having him there. I made sure to tell her to put the dog in her bedroom once the party got started. 5 a.m. on Sunday, I get a frantic call that something's wrong with the dog. She was drunk, so I told her to get a taxi and go to the emergency vet clinic. When I got there, she looked like she hadn't stopped crying for hours, and she couldn't even speak. Two of her friends told me my dog is alive, but not well. Then the doctor said my dog ingested large amounts of alcohol and chocolate edibles. The girls left everything out on short coffee tables, and the dog was not left in the room as I asked. They were wasted, so they did not notice him eating the booze and edibles. When we got home, I told my fiance to get out of my house and my life. I told her to tell the guests the wedding is off, and I'll tell mine. She was shocked, but she took her things and left. Two hours later, I get bombarded by messages on Messenger, WhatsApp, by her sisters, her brother brother, brother's wife, her mom, her friends, telling me that I am insane to do this to her after four years. They started off defending her, but it quickly turned into insulting me. The logical thing for me to do was look for comfort in my friends and family. Nope. They all agree. My mom said, well, it was a mistake. She didn't do it on purpose. Besides, the dog didn't die. Lucky me, eh? My dog didn't die. My sister was appalled that I canceled the wedding over that. And even my best man said I might have overreacted. I'm so disgusted at my fiance. I can't even imagine looking her in the eye, let alone spending my whole life with her. She isn't 17. She is 27. This is not the first dumb thing she's done. She likes to text while driving. She always leaves stuff on the electric stove, like kitchen towels, a cutting board, etc. She has even turned on the wrong burner and burnt whatever was on it several times in the past. And similar dangerous things. It's not something I hold against her in the sense that I would ever mention it in a fight, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried that she might end up killing herself or someone else. For example, my dog. I'm 99% sure I stand by my decision, but am I really an a-hole? Literally nobody is on my side, and I have no idea what to think. Wow. Holy smokes. First of all, the dog didn't die. It almost died. Second of all, you were planning on spending your life with her knowing that she's absent-minded at times, like the stove, for example. You're the asshole because you're either overreacting or not being 100% honest. I think the pattern of behavior she's shown is reckless and it's careless, right? These are bad things. If you leave the stove on, the house catches on fire, something really bad could happen. That's what her pattern of behavior was. But the fact that the dog didn't die isn't a valid defense. Something very bad happened. The dog almost died. And it was very sick, by the way. Like, this isn't good for a dog. It's not like the dog was like, oh, I was just crossfaded, homie. <laughs> like, and he mocks it like, lucky me, my dog didn't die. Is like, that's just not a defense. Like, that was the worst case scenario. So just because the worst possible thing didn't happen doesn't mean that this was remotely acceptable. The fact of the matter is the dog is still alive and like to throw away a four year relationship and a potential marriage life partner over a dog almost dying. It seems to me that he just doesn't want to be with her. But why do you keep stressing that the dog almost died? So you're saying if the dog had died, all of a sudden he's fine. I think if the dog died, then it's a much worse scenario. It's like something bad happened, but it wasn't so bad. Like the dog died. The dog did not die. The dog's alive. Look, if this happened to a kid, this would be a felony. It would be felt like negligence. Like if your kid, little toddler, started eating brownies and got 
crossfaded, you could definitely go to Priz for that and CPS would be in your face. What she did is at a level of seriousness that it absolutely warrants taking a second look at this relationship. Four years down the drain because of one screw up. It's tough because I don't like the rigidity behind a one strike rule. It just sounds insane because it's not one strikes. It's three. So this is going two less. <laughs> I mean, that's not how the law works. Like if you if you do this with the law once, you know, like I killed one person, your honor. <laughs> yeah, it was one dude. He wasn't an asshole. I killed one asshole. It was bro. once. David wrote dogs greater than people, not the asshole. Beth commented this particular situation alone might make you look like the asshole. However, it sounds like you you've been wanting out of this for quite some time and this was the nail in the coffin in that case you might still be the asshole because you should have had better communication but we all know that it's tough so i say you're overall not the asshole i feel like a lot of people are viewing this as an overreaction so i'm trying to see that side as much as possible he spent four years with this woman he loved her so much that he proposed to her you would think that their relationship would be a stronger bond what if they were married and this happened would it be grounds for divorce I mean, I would say definitely not. You're you're legally bound to this person already. I think you just got to stick it out and make it work. Like Julia says, if you can cancel your wedding that easily, you never loved her. Lisa wrote, tough situation. I see neither of you are ready for all that marriage requires. The biggest being able to communicate and forgive. I can't shake the seriousness of this. I think it's easy to discard. A dog is a living being. And I think that if this happened in a marriage, if you were to be like, that's it, we're not getting, you know, we're getting divorced. I would be like, that seems a little sudden. However, it would certainly be grounds in a marriage to be like, I don't know that you're remotely prepared to have children. And that would absolutely be grounds for ending a marriage. A lot of people get married to have kids. And now you're showing like, you can't even care for a doggo. That's a really good point, And that actually did help shift my opinion a little because this behavior does not bode well for her with children. Actually, I have another defense of her. This was an outlier situation. Exactly. This wasn't a casual party. This was her bachelorette party. By the way, who throws a bachelorette party at home? That's kind of weird. I was actually thinking that was kind of sweet. Like maybe she doesn't want to like go out and waste a bunch of money and or get hit on. Like she just wants to like just her and her close circle of friends like turn up at the house. I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah, that's kind of a chill girl move. She's like, I don't need anything fancy. Just my friends and my house and life is about <laughs> that. Yeah, that makes me like her a lot more. Tim says, you're the asshole and probably shouldn't get married. If the dog means more than your fiance, then you should have married the dog. <laughs> wow. Everyone got funny on this. Everyone's like, almost dead dog. Time to make a joke. I mean, that is a pretty good joke, Tim. Thank you for commenting that. <laughs> I think what scares me about OP is that he says, I'm 99% sure I'm ready to end it. And that seems too hard, too fast. I, I can't. I can't sit here and say I'm for a one-strike attitude. Even his best man was like, dude, you're overreacting. Like, his sister, literally everyone in his life is telling him give her another chance. I, I guess what I feel is that the fair way for OP to have addressed this is to have a long sit-down conversation. And if she says all the right things, she should still be given a chance. I think this is fair. <laughs> he should put off the wedding. I think I think it's a, definitely fair for him to seriously reconsider. I think instantly cutting off, that's a one-strike rule. That's too harsh. But it is fair for him to doubt the future potential of their marriage and the ability of this person to care for kids. And that warrants a delay. So would you say that, that everyone sucks here? I'm going to say he would be the a-hole if he canceled the wedding. I think that's a one-strike rule. But he wouldn't be an a-hole if he just delayed the wedding by a lot. I think this deserves serious reconsideration. If he does take the time to work on the relationship and communicate with her, then I think that's that's the good move. 
All right, it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show, listener submissions. AITA for making a deportation joke. Went to brunch and it was packed. The server was a Latino and he was very busy. We ordered our drinks and it took a while. So when they finally came, I said... I thought you were deported. The server looked offended, and my friend said, I'm an idiot, but am I the asshole? His joke wasn't funny. It sounds like the server was very busy, and he doesn't have time for your offensive attempt at humor. I once had a customer ask me if my busser was an illegal immigrant. Gross. Yeah, I know. And I told her, I was like, that's none of your business. And she's like, well, you just cost yourself a tip. And I was like, thank you so much. Wow. Yeah. So, yes, you're the asshole for that joke. But hold on a second. I feel like illegal immigrant, that's coming from a hateful place. I want to take this guy's side a little bit. I think he was trying to make a joke. I know intent doesn't reduce the impact. We talked about that before. But certainly, it affects, like... Like how he might be able to ameliorate the situation. And I thought you were deported. I feel like that's very similar to illegal immigrants. So it kind of relies on the same logic. My friend Justin, who's a Latino, writes, he didn't use a slur and it doesn't seem like he had hate in his heart. It's in poor taste, just because this guy could actually be an immigrant. But I think white people should be allowed to make racial jokes like us minorities if they don't have hate in their heart. What's a great way to prove you don't have hate? Give him some money. <laughs> I agreed with that. I put this guy should should have just tipped him really well. I think that would go to show like, hey, I made a dumb joke. It was bad. If you go around saying like, we're an illegal immigrant, I feel like you possibly like want the wall to be built. I feel like somebody who's like, what'd you do? Get deported? Has poor taste and humor. So even though I agree, they rely on the same logic. I just don't feel like those jokes come from the same place. I personally don't think that him tipping him extra or giving him more money, I don't think that makes up for it. Because I'm assuming it probably hurt this person's feelings. An apology was also due. Because like, I don't really like the logic of, oh, well, rich people can do whatever they want. They can just pay people off if they hurt their feelings. Yeah, just throw money at it. Right. <laughs> Wipe your tears away with my hundo. Laura comments, you're the asshole. This is a low-key threat. So effed up, akin to waving a white privilege pride flag in the face of someone whose life is already precarious. And on top of that, doing it while they are serving you, 100% asshole, 100% hateful. I am willing to maybe back off a bit because in today's day and age, people have to be aware that like with people literally yelling, build the wall, like this is an ice bursting into people's houses. Like even if he was trying to be funny, it's like, it's just not the right time or place. Am I the asshole for not getting out of the backyard when the neighbors had a grad party? My brother's college apartment shares a backyard with other college seniors, sorority girls. My brother let them know that on the day of their graduation, he and his roomies would be having a barbecue, and they and their families were welcome to join. They refused the offer and said my brother could have the backyard until 4 p.m. because their parents had rented tents and chairs. My brother conceded to their terms. Are we the asshole because at 4 p.m. we all just moved to the corner of the lawn closest to his apartment with some intention to make them uncomfortable for trying to end our party? FYI, there were no tents or chairs rented, and they threatened to call animal control on my brother's puppy. It is a shared space, so they both had a right to it. Um, do I think OP was being petty? Absolutely. That doesn't mean they're wrong. They said other college seniors, day of their graduation. So I think they both had every right to use the space to celebrate. So not the asshole. Everyone has a right to the shared space. If the other party wanted it to be private, then they should have splurged and got a private space. Shared space, shared situation. I feel like they were being inflexible. He offered them a BBQ and they came back with like, well, 4 p.m. you're out. 
kind of sounds like they were rushing, right? Like your bro's like, well, we're having a barbecue. So it's kind of like he's claiming the backyard. But then again, he did invite them. He specified that they were sorority girls. Like He's thinking like, look, I'm going to have a party. The gals are going to be there. I can hit on them. And they didn't say no. They kind of just said, okay, well, you're done at four. Yeah. So we're kind of splitting it equal. And he was turned down. And then they doubled down and were petting. We're like, the backyard's ours. It's fun to be drunk in the backyard, like having fun, drinking alcohol, celebrating your graduation. I wouldn't want to quit at four o'clock either. Well, they did say intention to make them uncomfortable. I don't care for that. Right. So their intent was in a bad place and they owned it. So that's nice. But isn't that asshole-ish intent? They didn't even say their intent was to have a good time. So this is kind of a little bit of a principled petty move, right? Oh, they were definitely having a petty party big time. Petty party. (laughs) Ashton writes, I feel like we're missing some major details in this story. Hey, listeners, why don't you submit more details? What you said, was he trying to shoot a shot? Was he trying to make a move? Or was it just like an innocuous party like I was thinking? I don't trust it. Sorority girls, he was hitting on them. Maria said, I think in this case, the girls wanting to monopolize the backyard to begin with makes them the assholes. But the guys agreed to it and then didn't leave. So that makes them assholes. At the end of the day, it's a shared yard. The guys technically have the right to be there, even though it was petty to stick around, LOL. How petty is it? She's laughing at it. This is kind of funny. I mean, I feel like it's a victimless crime. Like, everyone got to have their party in the backyard. Like, it wasn't ideal because the girls didn't get to have it solo, but they're also not entitled to have it solo. It's a shared space. The lack of the rented tents or chairs kind of shows, like, how serious were they? Maybe they were being a little petty to begin with. They're kind of saying, like, well, our party is going to be super important. There's going to be tents and chairs, and someone's going to dress up as a clown and do a little dance because I graduated. I actually studied social media marketing, if you want to hire me, so... Sarah wrote, quote, with some intention to make them uncomfortable for trying to end our party, end quote. I mean, you already know the answer based on this part, right? Sean commented, conceded to the plans, then, quote, stays to make things uncomfortable. A-hole. It's true. Didn't he kind of agree to the plans and then he didn't? That's that's kind of an a-hole move. He didn't stick to his word. They agreed to it, then decided to back out. Like, they had a couple beers and they're like, nah, we'll just stay. I'm going to go with you're the asshole. He was not open to a negotiation. He tried to force a shared party that it's not what the girls wanted. And I think, look, women always want to be polite. I think that's the thing. Society tries to make women super be polite. And they basically said, no, we're not interested in doing that. But instead, they just worded that as like, 4 p.m. is when we're taking over. And that was a pretty reasonable time span. And by the way, couldn't he have fired back and been like, ooh, can we actually do noon to 5.30? But he didn't. Instead, he said, yeah, that's fine. And then he broke his agreement. I say, asshole. I'm going to say you're the asshole, but only because you conceded to the terms and then backed out. Had you just said upfront and honest, like, look, no, it's a shared space. Tough took us. We're going to party together or just separately in the same space. But he didn't do that. So that's why I'm saying he's the asshole. Am I the asshole because I yacked into a urinal at a bar because I'm having a bad flare-up of my Crohn's disease? The stalls were full and the trash cans were overflowing. (laughs) Can we give this submitter an award for, like, the fastest submission ever? I was like, is that just the title? Nope, that's the whole thing. (laughs) If it makes you feel any better, I did the same thing once in college, but because I was hammered. Oh, in college, really? That's the last time you did that? You did that yesterday at lunch for your birthday. Fake news. Sean writes, not the a-hole. You can't help that stuff. Really, it's hard to think of how this guy could have done any better. The stalls were full. Where's it going to go? The trash, the sink. I mean, I want him to throw up in the urinal. If I'm watching this go down, I'm like, urinal. Submitter John says, luckily, it was just water and bile. It'll go down easily. Thank God the janitor won't have much to deal with there. Water and bile? That's the Coca-Cola Zero of vomit. (laughs) 
Let me have a drink, John. Maria said, I have ulcerative colitis. And a microaggression is when people with IBS offer advice like you are dumb. They're like, have you tried probiotics? Try holding your belly and ask what it needs from you. And by the way, we need the backyard till 5 p.m. <laughs> Sherry responds saying that Crohn's affects your whole body. Quote, from eyeball to a-hole. From eyeball to a-hole is wildly hilarious. She crushed it. That's a great phrase. <laughs> and sometimes when she tells people, they'll be like, oh, well, you don't look sick. I actually cringe when I read that because I was like, I feel like that's definitely something I would say thinking it was being nice. Like, you don't even look sick. Like, you're like hot. You don't even look like you're dying. (laughs) Can I touch you? Yeah, not the asshole. AITA for not letting kids play softball with me and my friends. Yesterday, while playing softball with some friends, a young kid came up and asked to take some swings during batting practice. And against our better judgment, we said, okay. Suddenly, he called over seven of his friends to take cuts. We indulged them during batting practice, but then they were very persistent about playing in our actual game. Due to the fact that we're all fully grown adults and the oldest of these kids were maybe 11 or 12, we said no for safety reasons, but also because we had fully stocked teams. Eventually, their parents would come up and push for their kids to play by talking up how good they played in their little league games. We still said no, but gave them a couple balls and a bat to play with, but they wouldn't leave us alone. And gradually, our responses went from jovial to curt as they needled us as a group and individually for the better part of three hours. Are we the a-holes or should the parents have recognized our concerns slash lack of willingness and called their kiddos off? This submitter went above and beyond by letting the kids get a couple bat swings in, but there's no way under any circumstance should these kids be forced or into playing with these adults. It doesn't make any sense. I disagree mildly. I think John Rosenberger here has extended a common courtesy we've talked about before in a case I like to call hyperactive young boy versus Loki the hedgehog. If you're not familiar with the canon of Am I the A-hole, this is when uh, a five-year-old boy asked to see a hedgehog and the guy showed him the hedgehog, but when the boy tried to up the ante, he said no, because you're a five-year-old, you might drop the hedgehog. And I feel like that's exactly what happened here. John said, Absolutely. Hit a couple balls. We'll play around for a little bit. And then these kids and these parents, they wanted more. I don't know that it's common courtesy to let strangers, especially strange children, hit some balls in your game like you're trying to play some softball. Like those kids can go do their own game. Well, no. I mean, if you're an adult and they're interested in what you're doing, shouldn't you, like, if you're flying a kite, shouldn't you let the kid, like, fly a kite for a second? Like, you want to be nice to children. They're, they're, they're so excited. I think it's above and beyond common courtesy. I think it's incredibly generous and kind to let them even just hit the balls. Because I think he could have been like, you know, F off. Like, we're busy here. Like, go hit balls with yourselves or with your parents. Given that it was before they started playing, right? And they came up and said, "I can I hit a couple balls? You don't think it's common courtesy to be like, absolutely, kid, hit a couple balls. Takes two minutes. I think it's, I think it's beyond that, personally. Tim Shortman wrote that there's a whole subreddit called Our Entitled Parents, where the parents just do stuff like this. So apparently it's a thing. I guess that's one of the risk factors. You let a kid take an inch, and then them and their parents, they want to take a whole mile. Erica Sparrow writes, nobody should have to hang out with someone else's children without any cash payments. Okay. Facts. Thank you, Erica. Give me a break, guys. (laughs) You and Erica. Come on. You should be nice to kids and the future of our society, Anthony. It's a common courtesy to be decent to a kid. Let's say that you're, you're out there. You're at a restaurant. You're doing some food blogging. You're using your selfie light. And a kid says, hey, can I hold your selfie light? 
But this, that's different than uh, uh, playing a game, a pickup game of softball. Like well, you're acknowledging he's a child, and it's a fifteen dollars selfie light. It's not risking anything too big, and you're letting him enjoy, and, and he's interested in you, and he's a little fan. I think that's common courtesy to be decent to kids. Lisa Danielle Porter writes, not the a-hole. Boundaries are important and you set yours. Not only is that disrespectful, but their parents aren't teaching them much in the way of respecting others and their space. I completely agree with that. Absolutely. The parents here are the a-holes. John, the submitter is definitely not the asshole. And the little kids are also not the asshole. They're little kids. But the parents to go up there and needle them and peer pressure them and like basically beg is kind of pathetic and very assholery. Get out, parents. Would I be the asshole if I canceled my nephew's college fund over his rudeness? I know you hear the title and you're like, how bad could this possibly be? Get ready. (laughs) Yeah. Buckle up. My wife and I have been married for 12 years. And the nephew in question is my brother's oldest son, who I'll call Michael for this post. Michael's 16 and the oldest of my brother's two boys. Michael was a baby when my wife and I got together. And she has always treated him and my brother's other son like family just the same as she treats her own siblings' kids. My wife has a significant inheritance, and we both earn generous wages. It was her idea to open college savings accounts for Michael and his brother when they were babies. This is likely to be the only family money for college they'll receive. Last weekend, my brother and the boys came over for dinner, and we all had a nice time, though the youngest one was on his switch the whole time, and Michael was on his phone. I didn't think anything of it until the following Tuesday, when I found my wife sobbing after work and she showed me an Instagram post made by Michael, who apparently is too stupid to realize we both follow him, as do his grandparents. He posted a picture of my wife from behind, and a picture he apparently took of her underwear laid out on our bed, both mocking her size, she's overweight, and calling her a big bitch, among other things. My wife was devastated and humiliated and hurt because she's always had a good relationship with him. I'm furious and want to cancel his college savings account right now. Taxes be damned. My wife says she'd be too embarrassed to do this since she's an adult and shouldn't be so hurt by a child and just wants to pretend it didn't happen. I already told his dad and let his dad deal with it at home, but I'm still furious and want to cancel the account Monday. Would I be the a-hole? Seriously, uh, this kid needs therapy. This is very over-the-top mean and cruel. Maybe if OP and the wife talked to the teen and explained how hurtful his actions are, that could help. I'm going to go ahead and confess to initially going, you're the a-hole here, because I felt that OP's desire and his wife to cut funding came from a vengeful place. Totally understandable how the wife feels, how he feels. I get it. I just don't think that it came from a parental place. He says that this kid is like family. And I think if that's really true, this isn't to me a case of, well, it's my money. I do what I please. Right. I think the role of a parent, it's very different from that of a friend or a casual aunt and uncle. And I think they're adopting that to an extent. You have to take the punches and not punch back. So that's where my initial you're the asshole answer came from. I don't think an uncle is a dad, but I think based on the fact they even have a college fund and the way this guy said it, like family, all that, there's some of that going on. So let's just assume the uncle in this case is playing at least somewhat of a parental role what is the role of a parent center for parenting education.org says it's twofold nurture and structure what's nurture love attention understanding acceptance time and support what structure impose rules use discipline set limits establish and follow through with consequences hold your children accountable for their behavior and teach values so does that require though paying for his college A lot of commenters said that he doesn't deserve it. Bronwyn Ariel Isaac writes, This is a borderline sex crime and indicative of his views towards women in general. It is completely reasonable.
reasonable for the aunt to not want her money going toward him. This is so above and beyond like standard shitty teen behavior. I agree, but I think that being in a parental role, which I think they've they've jumped on for a little bit, I think that means that you have to go above and beyond you don't get to be reasonable now that may be overreaching because ultimately like i said he's not their son and it's not clear how much of a parental role they play but it's obviously more than chill uncle and aunt who smoke you out in their basement jen lap writes stealing underwear is a predictor of committing future crimes no doubt this kid is going to start looking into people's windows soon definitely cancel that college fund he's going to end up in jail anyway what if they could do something that guarantees that won't happen that's my first thought erica spira writes quote snooping in his aunt's drawers alone is a huge violation even bigger with the picture give him the option to earn the college money whether it be doing chores around the house volunteering grades etc if he doesn't want to earn it back then take it and go on a nice vacay with your beautiful wife um for me i think a genuine apology is the most important thing mary says cancel that shit and give it to a more deserving kid f his little rude ass not the asshole (laughs) so pretty much no one is saying that he should keep his college fund But, like, why would this kid even want to go to college? Right. This doesn't seem like a kid who's pining for more education. And that's my first thought is this kid needs more education, more support. Who better to take Feminism 101 than someone who would do something like this as a 16-year-old? But he can still do that just uh, with a lot of debt. This is an impulsive kid. He's out of line. He's clearly not thinking about the future. I like the idea of giving him more structure. Anna Marie writes... He should confront the kid to his face and see how he responds, not just let the dad handle it. I think it would be awful to just remove the college fund without a discussion. They need to talk about it first. Ben says, I would explain to him what he did was mean and cruel to both overweight people and his loving family. If he remains unrepentant, then by all means, throw him out the airlock. But he should be confronted with what he's done and given a chance to change. He should be motivated to do so by genuine contrition. This was just really cruel on every single level. It was also inept. Yeah, I mean, he knew that they were following him. He should have known this would hurt her feelings and be a huge issue. And, like, this was just generally bad content. There was no way he couldn't get caught. Like, this is like robbing a bank and staring into the surveillance camera for five minutes while (laughs) holding your ID up. (laughs) It almost seems like a cry for help. I think it does. Anna Marie says, at the end of the day, what the kid did is basically online bullying, sexual harassment, and he did it to a family member. I think he needs therapy, honestly. Therapy seems like the best call. Uh, Bullies need therapy, but people who publicly shame their family after snooping through their underwear drawer desperately need therapy. He's saying that the kid's family, his brother, has no other funds. I'm worried that they wouldn't be able to afford therapy. And I think that's why I felt this initial YTA after thinking about it. This guy and his wife are not the a-holes if they pull the funds. But the gift of a college fund, well, what is it? It's ultimately an investment in this kid's future and therapy is an investment in the kid's future exactly and by doing this this kid is expressing his future needs more help not less yanking the money as retribution remember op said he's furious this is starting to sound the yanking like an eye for an eye justice situation and how is that a win now you just have someone who's equally effed up and now has less resources to help them do you want to pay for this kid's therapy i don't do you want to pay for his jail cell i definitely don't i'd rather op do it op already said they're investing he has a right not to i grant him that but clearly they're of means so why pull the investment in his future Precisely because his actions are so serious. I And I was never defending what this kid did. I think what he did is horrible. I just think he's a kid that needs to be fixed. Yes. So not the a-hole for pulling the money. Right. But 
a more productive thing would be to help him out and get him some therapy. I think so. And another thing, OP didn't mention any history with this kid. So was this his big first fuck up? I think that's all the more reason to think that therapy could really have an effect here. I think his actions are deplorable and inexcusable. But I like to believe in people and believe that they can change. Um, So like some of our commenters suggested, maybe get him some therapy. Or at the very least, try and get him to see how wrong and hurtful his actions are and still help him out with the college. This could be a potential learning experience for him. At this point, stepping in as the uncle is a big part of this. And like to say like, yo, you really hurt my wife. Like, wake up call. She's a human being, you piece of shit. Right. Like, this is not the time. And maybe I'm overreading into his furiousness and like his desire to pull the college funding. But I view it as pulling away. I think that's what I see because it's such a aggressive impulse and it's such a retributive impulse and i think this is not the time to pull away this is the time to get closer to this kid because something's up and i'm not blaming his parents but sometimes you need uncle to step in yeah this kid 100 desperately needs some help for sure i think i think what he did is very serious despicable all the more reason to uh jump on this and i definitely agree with jen lap who said that this is predictive of future and heightened offending big ups to all our commenters really facebook went nuts on this and i feel like i learned a lot i changed what i thought a lot so thanks to everyone as usual we would love any and all feedback and i also want to note that we did try to interview three women over the phone on this um they were all busy so but i did try thank you again to all the commenters really genuinely appreciate your feedback and uh, we'll see you next week yes we'll see you next week